0: Hello, so my guest today is a certified professional coach and certified master coach. She specializes in work-life balance and leadership coaching. She's a Reiki master, blogger, and podcaster, and is committed to helping managers and supervisors to become better leaders and live a more purposeful, balanced life outside of work. Welcome to the show, Patti Oskverik.
1: Hi, John. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very, very welcome. It's lovely to have you here all the way from Arizona
1: Arizona, yes. Arizona
0: today. It's always nice to know where my guests are coming from. <laughs> so far away. Um, and I'm not going to tell you how jealous I might be of your weather.
1: <laughs> right now in April, it's it's nice. Yeah. It's in the 80s.
0: We yes. are having a bit of a cold snap at the moment. I think it's going to go down to zero degrees. And something. <laughs> um, but let's talk about something a bit more positive, which is you. Uh, that was a very brief introduction. So please tell the listeners a bit more about yourself, what you do and how you help.
1: Well, as you said, I'm a leadership and work-life balance coach and Reiki master, and I help managers and supervisors to become better leaders and to live a more balanced life outside of work. And how I got into coaching was as I was at a networking meeting, mm-hmm. and this lady came up to me and she goes, you would be a wonderful leadership coach. And at the time I had no idea what a coach was right. and she goes, you, you just have so much knowledge you could share mm-hmm. with others in your leadership style. So I started checking around. I had a friend that knew a business coach and put me in touch with her. And she, mm-hmm. she said, start looking for coaching schools. Of what you want to do. And she told me a little bit of how coaching worked and, and that's how it all began. But I felt if I had a coach during my career as a manager and supervisor, what a difference that would have made Mm. in how my career and how my relationships with others would have probably excelled. Because of the fact that you have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of, you can talk about the situations or problems that are happening in the workplace. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with a relationship problem in the workplace, you have somebody to ask you questions and get you thinking about how to handle it and not do that knee-jerk reaction Mm. that most of us are doing, putting out fires everywhere, but actually thinking about it before doing that knee-jerk reaction. So my purpose and my mission for coaching is to help managers and supervisors with overwhelm, anxiety, the day-to-day grind with their job. Okay. Taking time out and actually doing self-care for themselves because that's so important to have that healthy, physical, mental, emotional in that kind of job mm. because everything that you do affects others.
0: Yeah. And
1: taking care of yourself is so important to be able to handle those situations that interaction with others and to treat people kindly and empathetically and be able to communicate in a communication style that Mm. people understand. Understanding is so important because when you're a manager or supervisor, there's times where you think you're communicating. What you want, and it's really not coming across the way that you want it to, or yeah. and being able to ask questions to your employees to make sure that they understand you and that they feel comfortable asking you questions, so that things are done the way you would like them and the way that they would like them.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean that's a great thing for 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 a leader to have, isn't it? I mean I've only been in plenty of position in the past before I started my own business where leaders weren't like that at all. Um, and like you say, there's kind of this, this maybe the stress of that life, but also outside of life, uh, outside of the work life can have a massive impact on on your ability to be a decent leader, isn't
1: it? Right. So I coach the whole person. I just don't co- coach the leadership part. I also coach the person mm. because whatever is going on in your personal life will mold into your professional life Mm -hmm. you bring that baggage with you to work if you're having relationship problems if you're tired if things aren't going the way you wanted to go in your career all of those things melt into what your daily life whether we think so or not (laughs)
0: Yeah, if you really sit back and think about it, it's amazing how many, how many sort of things can influence us. And actually, like you said, without recognizing what that influence might be.
1: Right. And being able to discuss it with somebody else, Mm. and be able to work out those situations and be able to communicate in a kinder, nicer way,
0: Mm. instead
1: of barking out orders. Yeah. And really making your staff feel comfortable talking to you about things if they're having a situation at home, Mm -hmm. they're showing up late, there's something going on, they're disheveled, they're they're making mistakes at work. You Mm -hmm. need to be able to communicate with them and find out what's going on and get down to the bottom of it to help them improve their work performance as well. Yeah,
0: most definitely. I when I used to be a mediator, I used to go into workplaces and and mediate between uh, parties that weren't seeing eye to eye. Um, and even as a coach now, a relationship, I, I've coached a, a few managers and CEOs, etc. On uh, on relationships dynamics that within their workplace, and it's always fascinating. Uh, I find you know that people they bring all this baggage with them. They've got issues going on here, there. And everywhere and 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 a lot of the time the issues that we have at work I think aren't anything to do with work at all, are they?
1: Right. And people become jaded too at work mm. because of relationships that have happened in the past mm. with their co-workers or their boss or things that they think are going on but really aren't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes We judge ourselves harsher than other people judge us. And to just sit back and reflect, am I really seeing this the way it truly is? And am I communicating my needs and wants in this relationship? And are they communicating their needs and wants in this relationship? And And am I helping them to be their best at work? or am I causing the stress and the anxiety for my employees and to kind of reflect and self-reflect on how can I do better to help my employees to do better? Because Mm -hmm. if, if they do better, the customers are going to be happy.
0: Yeah,
1: They're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy. But when your employees aren't happy, That affects everything. It affects you and it affects your customers.
0: How do you find that? Because, uh, I mean, again, working with people in business, especially when I used to do the mediation stuff, you'd go into businesses because you were called in by a manager, perhaps, or someone in authority to sort out an issue with a member of staff or a couple of members of staff, whereas it was actually being fed down by the leadership in the first place, but they're not acknowledging that they're the ones that are causing the problem and then when you try and take that feed that back to them then oh no you need to sort out that relationship there's nothing wrong with me there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing
1: right that is a difficult one and that's a good question because a lot of times when you when they're told to be coached it's a different Mm. environment or mindset than when they actively want to improve. Right. Yeah. They have to look within themselves. So you start asking questions about what's going on in the workplace and you listen to their side of the story. I think that's where a lot of miscommunication comes up. You have two people looking at the situation in two different ways. Mm-hmm. It takes two to make that relationship, correct? Mm-hmm. So you, you listen to their point of view and you, by listening to their point of view and talking about and asking questions about what's going on in the workplace and help them see things in a different way and talk about, okay, this is what's being perceived and this is what you perceive. Mm-hmm. How, how can we work on that to change that perception?
0: Yeah, like you said, it always takes, I mean, if there's an issue in a relationship, it's generally not all going to be because of one person
1: right <laughs> we we have to take some responsibility <laughs> within yeah. that relationship
0: even if it's a very small part of that <laughs> yeah
1: i think being open is the first thing mm. is getting that person to be open to look at the situation the environment what's going on what's been said what's been heard what's not been heard working together on both ends, not just on one end, but on both ends on what's being perceived as happening mm. and how can we make it better mm. for everyone?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the the balance is concerned, that you you sort of work with people to help them kind of get a more balanced life. What type of things would you suggest or what type of things you generally work with with people that helps them to find that balance? Because we can get really consumed in certain areas of our life can't
1: we right so when people come to me we sit down and we talk about what do you want in your life and what do you want mm-hmm. not in your life right. what can be removed what what can be improved on a lot of times people that work 24 7 they're saying yes to everything what can you say no to and what would make you happy Is what you're saying yes to really what you want to be doing? Is it taking away from your family time? Is it taking away from your other relationships? How can you improve your relationships? And how can you go about it when you have a job that requires you being 24-7? What can you let go of Mm. and what you can't? and then we work on a plan say somebody wants to go to their son's baseball game or football game but they're they're at work
0: mm-hmm.
1: can they schedule in their calendar or their diary that time off and then work afterwards mm-hmm you know just flexing the schedule a little bit if that's allowable and what they really truly want in life and and what is the thing that people really want in life love friendship happiness mm. where can you find that and how can you get it
0: yeah i guess that's a really tricky space for some people isn't it because you know they think they have to put in all yes Available to either their own businesses or what's expected of them in the people that they work for, and they do kind of lose sight of the other things that go on in their lives, like their relationships with family.
1: Yeah, I mean, people can schedule in time for their families Mm. and make that a priority. You know, quite a bit of a
0: sad state of affairs, though, isn't it? In a way, you know. (laughs) But your family the people like you said that you you know essentially as human beings we need connection we need love we need to be around people i mean that's clearly not the case with some people but on the whole and I, but we see that we have to schedule some time in with what's actually most significant in our lives
1: and and the, and that sounds so wrong mm. but it's true mm. You, you need to put the things that are so important to you. You need to schedule those in mm. because if you don't, everything else is going to be there and there will be no time for what is truly important. Mm.
0: And I'm a great advocate. I think if anyone listens to the show regularly, whether he's what I talk about, um, my philosophy is obviously the relationships are the most significant thing to living a happy and fulfilled life anyway. Um, yes. And if you neglect those clearly, then you're going to have some level of distress, anxiety, depression, whatever it might be, because you're not going to be fulfilled.
1: Right. And you know, there's so many people that put their career first before everything. Mm. And then they get to retirement age and they have nothing. Oh, they have this beautiful house, this beautiful car, um, no friends, mm. No, nobody to spend their later years with mm. because their work was everything. And what happens to a person like that? Mm. They felt like they lost their world when they retire.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They lost everything.
0: There is nothing left for them to, that everything that took their time up previously is now gone.
1: Right. So hobbies are important, you know. Just taking time for you mm-hmm. and knowing you and loving you too.
0: Mm. I, I read a I read a few quotes recently. There was a, a uh, something on the TV I was watching, and it was the list of the most regrets that people have on their deathbed. Um, and most of those regrets were around. I wish I'd spent more time with my family. I'd wish I'd spent more time with my friends. Or I wish I had let my friendships lapse and things like that. And it's really interesting, isn't it, that, you know, we can allow these things to happen, but actually one of the biggest regrets that people have is the fact that they haven't spent enough time nurturing and holding on to those relationships.
1: Yes. And it, and it's very sad because we're so busy with life mm. and things that, are important to us seem to be put on the back burner.
0: Mm. I'm really interested. I want to come back to what you said right at the beginning about your networking event um, and just talk about a little bit about you for a second there. Um, I actually got into coaching because of a network event as well, but on a slightly different because I actually started working with a coach that I met at a networking event and opened my eyes to the world of coaching. Um, but it's interesting. How did this this person just sort of was talking to you? Did you do a presentation of something?
1: I I did. I did a presentation. Yes. Mm. So it was from a presentation. And then after the event, she came up to me and and she said that to me and she thinks, she said, I really think you would be a great coach and Mm. people need, people need coaches and people need you. Mm. And uh, that was quite a compliment, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is this coaching stuff she's talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then what kind of got your interest in coaching then? I was, What were you doing at the time that you then changed career for?
1: I was working in government oh. and I retired from government, so I did my coaching while I was still working so I would do it really early in the morning at the schools that I went to or or after work mm. and um, I had my certificate bef- and my certification before I retired
0: right okay so you kind of built a second kind of career base before you moved on
1: yeah and that's one of the things that I coach on too as well if somebody's unhappy in in their career mm. don't just quit come up with a plan and figure out what you really want to do what you're passionate about your purpose yeah and try it out first before you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: jump both feet in and then realize oh this isn't what I wanted to do
0: no i guess that's the issue isn't it it's about jumping from the frying pan into the fire type thing but thinking the grass might be a bit greener on the other side but actually not what do you what do you do with people that won't wait I mean that's that's always something that's fascinating for me because I'm a little bit impulsive at times and but I did do exactly (laughs) the same as you I was a firefighter and I worked in the fire brigade and I built up my practice alongside that before I was able to financially go actually I really love what I'm doing but actually I can afford now to leave the fire service and just focus entirely on on my coaching business
1: right there are people that just just go for it and then they realize oh this wasn't what i what i wanted or and then you just coach them to figure out what what could be what they want to do and Mm. and go for that and have the confidence to do it yeah you know, some people stay in a job for their whole entire career, the same job. Mm. They may enjoy it and they may not. And there's some that don't, that are just getting up in the morning and dragging into work.
0: Mm.
1: And there nothing's for, fulfilling for them. Yeah. Those are the type of people that really need to look back and say, okay, what do I truly want to do? Am I happy? Do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Mm. Or is, and they're scared of change too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: Change is hard. You know, Mm. some people, it scares them very much to make a change, but taking action steps, like getting a certification, going back to school part-time mm. seeing if this is really what you want going and volunteering somewhere something that you think you might like to do go volunteer and that'll give you that idea if this is really what you want to do or not
0: mm. i could have done with you many years ago when i decided to change my career to be honest because i was one of those people that thought now I've started it I've got to kind of see it through so I completely changed my life and ended up doing something I really didn't like <laughs> 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 I thought I had to because I started the journey and that transition um but actually didn't really think it through and I, and I thought actually I'm not sure if I really want to do this but I followed it through regardless and within a year I'd completely changed tack and gone off in, an, in a different direction yet again and it took me several years of kind of doing that before I actually f- fell on my feet really and found found what I do now um, which I, so I guess I needed to go through that journey to get here but you know to have someone that would guide me through that to help me think things through to really help me plan this out in my head and create the kind of vision and the experience that I wanted would have been hugely significant
1: and if if you think about it a lot of people when they hit 40, 45, 50 their kids are grown they're in a job that they took because it was stable, it had medical insurance. Mm-hmm. It was a good paying job. They they needed that stability, but they didn't really like their job.
0: Yeah.
1: But they st- keep staying with it because it's security taking that leap can scare people Mm -hmm. they'll they'll stay in a job that they hate forever because they think they have to because Mm -hmm. it's stable for them right but if you take those action steps it's not so scary if you Say well, I'm thinking about this. I'm going to go volunteer here and see, mm-hmm. see if this is something I really want. Yeah. And once they find what they're, what they really want to do, and they can make that change, what a world of difference in them! They're, they're feeling better. You know, a lot of people that stay in jobs, they that they don't like, they have health issues because of it because of the stress level and not wanting to go to work and all the things that are going on can really put a toll on your body
0: i've been there as well
1: yeah me too yeah
0: i heard i I learned a phrase this year called quiet quitting um which was related to work as much as it was to relationships and it's when you just check you've checked out uh but you don't actually do anything about it and i guess that's the kind of thing you're talking about isn't it you're kind of just (laughs) going through the motions of being in a relationship or being in a job, because you don't feel like you've maybe got another choice. No one's kind of helped you to recognize you can actually change your outcomes. But then, like you said, change can be a very difficult concept to some people. um, Right. Because familiarity is always seems to be the preferred option for your brain. Um, But again, so There is that kind of thing, isn't it, to recognize actually there are things I can do, even if it's small steps, like you said, I need to sit down, I need to think, work through what my options are, try something out before I actually need to make a huge commitment to change. I can actually put things into practice, which will enable me to see which is the best way forward.
1: Right. And like you said earlier, John, what life lessons have I learned? Mm. I think through all the jobs that we've been in, we bring that knowledge and those life lessons with us. Mm. And that helps us with what we want to do and what we don't want to do because we've lived to those lessons, right?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that one off the I don't want to do list, but I think... <laughs> maybe take a little bit from it that I did like.
1: And same thing with relationships, right?
0: Mm, yeah, definitely.
1: There, once once you love yourself and you know that I don't want this, you will walk away from relationships that aren't good for you or not serving you um, healthy wise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But like you said, it takes that awareness, doesn't it, to say actually. I've now got a healthy enough relationship with myself, not to put myself through this anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about your kind of experience of relationships. Why, how significant they are to you? What kind of impact do they have on your life?
1: Relationships are what keep you in a good balanced life. And what do I mean by that? When you have good relationships, you feel good inside too. And you're giving and you're receiving. And relationships, whether they're good or bad, teach you those life lessons. And you can decide how much you want to give and how much you don't want to give to a relationship. Mm. When you have good relationships you're much more happier towards everything and everyone so Mm. what are relationships everything to you as a person inside
0: did you know when you actually figured that out
1: (laughs) coaching when coaching made such a difference in my life Mm. i can't even tell you how much coaching changed my life in such a positive way because I started looking at things differently. I started not looking at it the way I wanted things to be. I started looking at how, you know, everybody's different. Not everybody's like me. And I needed to accept that. I needed to accept that not everybody has the same heart as I do. Not everybody has the same experiences that I do. And to love that person because they're different mm. and to understand that they can't, they, they aren't the same as me. And I think that changed everything Right, is by realizing people really do have good hearts and they just look at the world differently than you do. Mm -hmm. and that's okay that's what makes us all unique and special and diverse and and having those kind of relationships is good for you too because you see the world in a different way Mm.
0: so again there's an openness to acceptance of the fact that people aren't going to think feel do as you do
1: right and before coaching I didn't feel that way. Mm. I'm like, why isn't this person this way? Why <laughs> yeah. and and now I understand. Yeah. And I'm more compassionate, more empathetic because of that.
0: Yeah. I get that a lot. Again, I'm sure it be probably the same within you with your clients. Is I don't understand why this person's doing what they're doing. I don't understand why they behave that this or think as they do or this type of thing. And because we don't feel the same or do the same, it can be quite a difficult space, can't it, to kind of just sort of suspend judgment and everything we've ever learned or what's right for us, I guess, in certain circumstances. I think, like you said, earlier, you don't have to be in a relationship if you don't want to be, that's your choice. Um, but have the ability to be able to see someone else's perspective and understand where they're coming from is, is essential.
1: Right. Yeah, I love that.
0: As much as it is the relationship that's in front of you,
1: right? And I mean, we all we all struggle daily, you know, with choices that we make, mm. and we're all going to make choices that sometimes aren't what other people think are good, mm-hmm. and they may be good for you, but they may not be good for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And how you experience it and how you learn it. And if it was a bad decision, accepting it and moving forward. A lot of times when we make a mistake, we beat ourselves up. Yeah. And just to realize that it is a life lesson and learn from it. And if and to not do it again is a good good way of making better choices (laughs) (laughs) and in the workplace you know you make mistakes Mm. you make bad calls things happen Mm. and people can really beat themselves up and and really hurt themselves mentally because they're going over the situation I should have done this you know really beating themselves up Mm. instead of looking at it okay what am i going to do next time yeah this is what i'm going to do next time if this comes up and, and I'm i gonna do the,
0: better. Is there a link would you would you say i, I which i find that if the, you're beating yourself up a lot that you find that the other people have a tendency to jump on the bandwagon a little bit with that because you're you put yourself into quite a bad space by criticizing and judging and 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 not accepting the fact that you are allowed to make mistakes And I think people find themselves then surrounded a lot of time by relationships, which also do the same thing.
1: Yes. Because your language is telling people how to treat you. Mm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So if you can journal about what happened, come up with solutions for it, say, yes, I made a mistake, I'm not gonna do this again. How can I correct it? Mm -hmm. If I need to apologize to somebody, apologize. That's one of the hardest things for a lot of people is to Mm -hmm. apologize when they make a mistake. Even if they don't accept your apology, at least you tried. Mm -hmm. And that's helping you and you apologized to them. And Mm -hmm. hopefully they'll accept it if they don't, that's their choice, right? Most it? But he, but you reached out and did what you needed to do to be a good person.
0: So this is like exactly, again, this is why coaching, I think, is 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 essential for a lot of people. It's it's, it's just having this kind of really un, deep understanding of ourselves, our deep understanding of other people, um, in order to kind of be able to make those educated i guess choices about ourselves and about other people and about what we're doing and where we're going yes and having someone that's kind of going to hold your hand or at least hold you accountable along the way
1: right and and that's the thing um accountability having that person you're accountable to will make it more of a reality because you have that person saying Hey, we talked about this mm. last week. Mm. How how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> and they have to be accountable for that. It's mm. not it's not the coach that's accountable. It's them that's accountable. They're the ones that put it into action. Correct?
0: Most definitely. Occasionally, occasionally I feel a little bit accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that have, have I done my have I done have I been a hundred percent with my client. Um, I- <laughs> I've
1: had people say to me, I hear your voice in my head.
0: <laughs> I really, when I first started coaching uh six, seven years ago, my one of my packages, my coaching package was actually called Coach on Your Shoulder. Um, <laughs> because um I did have so many people say, When this happens, I got I've got this little John on my shoulder and I just <laughs> into my ear and i can hear your voice so well that's a great name for a, for a coaching package is coaching oh
1: i love that i love that yeah i was surprised i can hear patty's voice telling me i better get this done
0: <laughs> which is great because it's a very supportive voice though isn't it it's not like you know sometimes again we can be told what to do or feel we have to or we should which are words i like to completely throw out of my vocabulary um but with I think with a coach, it's like I'm, I know that this coach has my best interests at heart, and I think that's the difference between a lot of relationships, isn't it? When if it's a boss or a partner or whatever, or a family member, you're not sometimes you're not completely sure that this is just for them. Um, but you know, with the coach, the coach is saying this is going to be the best thing for you to do. This is going to give you the results that you're looking for, and to have that supportive voice. Um, Rather than a chastising or a demanding right. shoulder. Um, right. Right.
1: Yeah. Having someone support you is gold. Mm. And knowing that they're they have your best interest and in heart and want to see you succeed. Mm. And want to help you succeed is so amazing.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's that kind of go type moments, isn't it, I think. I think that's what I found when I actually went through my own coaching, my own therapy, was actually just knowing that there was somebody there. Yeah. It's made the biggest difference.
1: Right, because, you know, like a manager and a supervisor, they're kind of stuck in the middle. mm-hmm They've got top management and they've got their employees squeezing them and they really have no support from anybody and having a coach support them really helps make a difference because they're kind of like in a position that is not, is a thankful, thankless position Mm -hmm. because whatever their decision is, somebody's not going to like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and you can't keep everybody happy all the time right
1: no no
0: <laughs> and i think that's a good thing to learn in life you, you can't keep everybody happy all the time
1: right yeah. right
0: and that's a huge amount of pressure you carry around with the otherwise um thank you so much for sharing your your story and and your knowledge today um that lady at the networking was definitely correct to say that you've got um wealth or knowledge that is definitely need to be shared with the world um if people want to reach out and get in touch with you to find out how they could actually learn a bit more from you how could they do that
1: on my website coaching for inspiration with and patty spelled p-a-t-t-i
0: awesome and before you before you also just tell us a little bit about the podcast and stuff that you run you do a couple of other bits and pieces as well
1: Yes, I have two podcasts. The first one is Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty. And that one is we talk about everything about relationships at work and at home. Angela, she's a love and relationship coach, and I'm a leadership and work-life balance coach. So they kind of work hand in hand. And then my other podcast is a it's approximately five minutes. It's a monthly podcast for busy leaders,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we and I explore all kinds of topics that leaders deal with. And sometimes it triggers people because it's so real.
0: Right. Okay. Amazing. That sounds really And good. I
1: ask questions for them to self-reflect on those situations. Oh, great! And give them, and I give them an affirmation.
0: Okay so you actually have someone live for sort of 5 minutes on the show the need uh, just me just okay. me it's just you giving out that kind of uh some yeah. points which people might find uh like you said triggers them a bit
1: and it's called exploring life and work with patty
0: all right cool um so if you want to reach out to patty's uh, uh, website um and if you want to listen to the podcasts um the links will be in the show notes um i do like my guests to leave uh the uh, listeners with actually a favorite quote or a words of wisdom, something you feel that they would be really beneficial for them to kind of take away with them? Yes, I'd be
1: happy to. It was funny because I, I was cleaning off my desk and I found this quote. Okay. The more you help others succeed, the more you succeed as a leader franklin covey and i thought it was perfect for today because i was talking about leadership
0: yeah most definitely and i guess that's the thing as well not only is it good is it good to be able to help people and buy into their success and make everything such a more positive but i mean there's so much evidence out there in the world that being uh being able to celebrate other people has such a great and dynamic impact on our own well-being um, that that quote is amazing, isn't it? If you can help your help people and buy into their success and support them and and help them through that kind of stuff, it's it's actually so good for us at the same time as as much as you might be benefiting them.
1: Yes, very much so. I I remember when I was a supervisor and my employees would promote. I was just so happy for them mm. that they were they were moving up and and being instrumental to work their work.
0: Mm. And kind of owning that success is great, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I, I often say to my clients when they start sort of saying something, I said, I don't want to be big-headed. I go, No, no, big yourself up as much <laughs> possible. I want to. I want you to big yourself up. I want you to tell me how great you are. I want you to buy you <laughs> your own positivity is it's it's awesome when you when people can do that but i guess that's the thing i'm not sure in the states i think it's very different isn't it you are taught to kind of be proud of yourself a bit more and to buy into positive energy and 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 be supportive i think uh, over in the uk it's not something we have a tendency to do we have we have a tendency to knock people down when they're very successful or or, things like that which is very unfortunate but um yeah it's always a great thing to be able to help people to understand um how good they're doing and and to be proud of their own successes yes thank you for sharing that quote thank Um, you very much uh, thank you for being on the show it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you Uh, you too john um and if you do want to reach out as i said to patty just go to the show notes and and click on the links Um, and i'm going to have a listen to that five minute podcast as well because um, you know, I don't do a huge amount of leadership stuff with what I do but I'm, I'm, it does sound very intriguing thank you and I look I, to hope,
1: I hope you enjoy it
0: <laughs> I look forward to speaking to you again too
1: yes thank you
0: thank you for listening please subscribe follow and review the show that is very much appreciated and please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.